this is going to be a word that some of you might find offensive um, and I need to say it because this this particular podcast or vlog whatever you're watching I've titled it's the words that you say that will steer your life and the word is bitch and before you turn off <laughs> that was the word on a pendant necklace hanging around um, a woman's neck that I went to visit um, at a temporary home <laughs> well I say it was temporary because she was in the psych ward and she was in the ward because she wanted to kill herself, take her life. And I wondered at that stage if any of the psychiatrists or the mental health people would, would actually challenge her on um, the words that hung around her neck. I hoped so, but I wasn't confident because, you see, we live in such a politically correct, um, super sensitive, non-directive world that maybe no one would say a thing. So I told her, she wasn't a bitch and that actually having that word um, hung around her neck was having actually quite a corrosive effect on her soul and that every day that she had it around her neck it, it reinforced like a thinking track um, a rut and a groove in her brain and every day that path just got deeper and deeper and deeper What's a word that has been um, worked and ruminated into your subconscious? Maybe it's a word that was spoken at you from a very young age and you have adopted it as your own. Um, parents, siblings, schoolyard bullies. Uh, to name just a few options with what I would call cursing tongues. And then you have nurtured that little word or words and phrases and just kept repeating it. And every time you might have made a mistake or you stumbled, it confirmed the truth of that word for you. <laughs> and then you added a few other words. The super, super powerful words of I am. And in doing that, you created an affirmation. You are affirming up um, the word to be part of your identity. I am stupid. I'm a bitch. I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. I'm a fool. I'm a <laughs> name your poison words. And it, it's, it's those little words that we actually probably don't say out loud, but instead uh, we whisper them in our souls and they become so ingrained in our lives um, that they feel like facts, but they're not. <laughs> um, I think of Jesus and I think of just how, how secure he was in his identity he was rock solid he 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 was and is the great i am and what did jesus say about himself well there's similar about seven things he said about his i am's and he said i am the bread of life i'm the way i'm the truth i'm the life i'm the vine i'm the good shepherd uh, i am the door uh, i am the resurrection and the life look <laughs> jesus absolutely knew himself he was just like rock solid in his identity and in that solidness he rattled the world um and jesus knew his identity and he shared it those those phrases to reassure us about uh the invite he offers to us like you know we have a door we can go through 
We have a shepherd to follow, uh, a vine to draw from, um, a light to shed on our path, a hope and a future, and a daily bread to be nourished um, from. Uh, didn't, Jesus didn't need to use affirmations to firm up his identity. He was rock solid. He, he knew it. He, he didn't need any affirmations to keep on telling himself. It was just just solid. <laughs> but, you know, see, we, we doubt and we get storm-tossed and our brain is not perfect. And we are in what I would call transformation mode. And Romans 12, 2 says that we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we're in transformation mode. <laughs> we're changing. And we need to firm up um, and tell ourselves our truest God-granted identity. You know, uh, some words in our English language act kind of like a pivot, you know, a hinge, a turning point. They sort of offer a change in direction. Words such as and and but. And I think one other word is the word yet, and it's what's technically called a conjunction. Um, yet says, I know how this is at the moment, but I will look at things differently and choose a different path. It's a word that can be used to dispute our current thinking track, to challenge our beliefs and feelings and thoughts with alternatives. And that is the way that it was used by a guy called Habakkuk, who, who was a, a minor prophet in the Bible. And he, he says this, you know, things are pretty bleak. <laughs> he says this, look, look, though the fig tree doesn't bud and there's no grapes on the vine, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. So you see that hinge point where it was like, this is how bad it is. This is how, you know, but yet I will do this. You know? And Habakkuk, he, he wants to, I want to dispute the struggle I am in with the larger story of God's eternal goodness to me. Look, life can be tough. Fig trees not budding, uh, no grapes, no olive crops. You know, they're failing. Failures in the field, uh, sheep pens, cattle stalls empty. Yet, you know, and he does this in the hinge that changes the way of thinking. Change, you know, like we so often just keep on going down that life can be tough. Yet, and it's a change, it's like a hinge. I'm going to trust, still, still trust. And there's a larger story going on that I'm not fully aware of, but I'm part of it. I just not just don't know. So when I use the word yet, it is a choice to take the road less travelled. You see, it's so, so easy um, for me and probably for you to just continue to travel down those old pathways of negative affirmations of I am stupid um, because of all, what I've, all, everything I've done in my life. <laughs> you know, it's that old pathway. It's familiar, it's comfortable, it's well-worn. The problem with it is it always takes me to the same old place. <laughs> A place where I don't think God wants me to go to. <laughs> but there's another road, another thinking track 
um, that is less travelled and it requires one of those yet moments. Yet I will. And it's a siding against those old familiar thinking tracks uh, to steer in a new direction. You know, <laughs> it's going to feel awkward, a strange, a waste of time and there will be resistance um, uh, when you run into this as you push against the gravity of the stinky thinky. <laughs> You know, that stinky thinking wants to keep you in stinky thinking and going down that old pathway. And so there's a pushback, there's a resistance. No, 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 you can't do it. We like the old, the familiar way. But you can change with that, yet I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually challenge that. You see, I truly wonder what would have happened in that woman's life that I mentioned earlier if she had taken the bitch painted off I would have taken it off and bashed it with a, a ma massive hammer if I could have. But I'm not quite that hard. But if she had taken off the bitch pendant and replaced it with a blessed pendant. Now, you might be thinking, oh, well, just changing your pendant doesn't change anything. And it's true. All right, just, just changing something like that. But if she had... You know, when she had those feelings and thoughts of being a bitch as such, she would have disputed the lies. Look, and she could have had a little, like a little sentence that she said to herself and to her thinking. I know, my, I know that my thoughts and feelings of being a bitch come from an old life. Yet I am. Knows that hinge point? Yet I am. Telling myself the truth that I am blessed. You see, she connects in to that larger... A greater story going on. Now, now we have to take responsibility for the thinking paths we travel along. So daily, on myself, I, I affirm, I'm affirming God's firming words about me into my thinking. And this flows into my actions. And it's a habit, it's a discipline to continue to uh, firm up my thinking with what I believe God says about me. Now, look, look I'd like, like to take you to um, a huge old sailing ship and imagine yourself standing behind the helm or the, the big steering wheel of a huge old sailing ship. Yeah, it's a massive, great big wooden steering wheel and uh, helm. <laughs> Tell I can't, I'm not, not nautical at all. But you control this huge old sailing ship, it's in your hands. And the captain says to come around to bearing 185 degrees. All right. And so you look down at the compass and you slowly turn the, the, the helm or the, the big wheel in a new direction. And it takes a lot of effort. And ropes move under the deck and pulleys move and everything creaks and groans and so on. And then after a few moments, the rudder alters and changes. But there's some resistance to the change. <laughs> the boat wants to keep on going that direction, but there's some resistance and you and pushback, and you have to keep holding and steering that wheel in that new direction. And it's even harder when there's a storm around. But after a while, and it's really important to note that it does there is a time lapse between when you start doing this stuff and start turning the wheel and the actual ship turning around. There is a time lapse. But after a while, that ship starts to move in this new direction that you and the captain have set. 
You see, uh, changing your life and changing your thinking habits, it takes time. It is simple as that. It's what I've, I'm, I keep on going back to millimeter movements, and it's it just takes time and repeated effort and pushing against um, the resistance of that old stinky thinking. And, you know that that old, that old chip of your life takes time to come around to a new direction, and you hold the wheel against the resistance of all your previous thinking courses. You see, it's you taking responsibility for you. It's building what I call a thinking compass that will hold and steer you to a new and better course. I wonder, are you like a ship that's heading for the rocks? <laughs> and you know, you, you know it's coming because you've been there before. And maybe you want to change direction and you feel the pull to a new course. With new words and affirmations, your ship will slowly begin to steer in a new direction. Thoughts change when we take charge. Here's some quotes to consider. Rick Hansen, I love this quote, it's so powerful. The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for good ones, for positive ones. I love that. Velcro for negative, like they really cling on. Negative experiences seem to cling on, but Teflon, which is real super slippery for positive, and he says this shades implicit memory okay your underlying expectations beliefs actions strategies and mood in an increasingly negative direction so what is he saying those negative velcro they're going to keep you steering in a direction that you probably don't want to go all right so you got to review those experiences and here's a whole heap from dave riddell okay so believe in all of my emotions is the shortest way into the loop of insanity. <laughs> Believing all of my emotions is the shortest way into the loop of insanity. First the truth, then faith in the truth, then the feelings will come around. Okay. Uh, next one is, in order to oppose the influence and direction of one's old feelings, a rational mind first needs a very good reason. Without truth to reassure, change is impossible. And here's another one. It is not enough to simply read the truth it must be allowed to sink in so true if truth doesn't saturation doesn't doesn't saturate change remains cosmetic ain't that the truth um the truth will set you free to enter heaven but first it will hurt like hell <laughs> first the pain then the gain first the death then the resurrection don't try to dispel a wrong belief rather displace it with a better insight it's only truth that can set us free if you only tolerate ideas that agree with your existing beliefs how will you ever discover new truth or identity from your own blind spots or identify your own blind spots there's uh, another one to achieve radical change i really believe this one to achieve radical change i need to call some of my feelings liars and choose to side with the truth against my emotions until my feelings come around. Listen to that. To achieve radical change, I need to call some of my feelings liars and choose to side with the truth against my emotions, my own emotions, till my feelings come around. Right? You see there's that resistance thing? Sometimes you just got to call those feelings liars. Um, 
Next one is, your mistaken beliefs are your real enemy and will continue to cause you pain until you find and embrace the needed truth. Uh, in order to oppose the influence and direction of one's old feelings, a rational mind first needs a good reason, very good reason. <laughs> Without truth to reassure, change is impossible. And your concept of yourself can oppose God's ability to help you. He or God cannot violate it to change you without raping your identity. Now think about this, okay? Your concept of yourself can oppose God's ability to help you. Alright? God cannot violate it to change you without raping your identity. Eventually, we must go to him to discover who we are. And that's really big, big thoughts there. So I want you to think of, you know, come to the website and read these again. Just chew them over. Uh, last one is give yourself the identity you actually aspire to, not the identity you automatically adopted before you are old enough to know better. Then fake it till you make it. All right. Hey, here's some questions. Have you got a word that you repeatedly say to yourself that needs to go? <laughs> Just needs to not be in your vocabulary about yourself. What would be better? What would be a better, more truthful word that would you could replace it with? Uh, number two, how can you incorporate the word yet into your daily thinking and prayer life? Number three, steering the ship of your life takes focused and purposeful effort. What is a simply simple daily affirmation that you can speak to yourself that will shift the rudder and move your life? <laughs> hey, uh, I really hope you found this helpful. Um, good challenging stuff here, good stuff to think about. Um, perhaps you'd like to email me and talk to me about something you've heard here or watched here. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz and um, also, if you'd like to be a supporter for what we're doing here, really, I really appreciate that. It's um, it's always good to have people that are helping me fund uh, what we're doing here, and it can, you can do that for like a dollar a month, US dollar a month, pretty cheap, eh? So um, head over to turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support, and you'll find out lots of ways in which you can say, we're with you, Barry. <laughs> we want to help you, help fund the mission here, what we're doing. Hey, uh, thanks very much, and I look forward to um, sharing some stuff with you next week. Again, if you want to email me and um, share some questions or where you are in life or something you may have heard from um, this particular um, uh, podcast or blog that you've watched, uh, I'd love to hear. I really, truly love to hear from my, my team out there. Okay, so until next week, bye.